Hello everyone, it's Amro Warayat and welcome to the Arab American. Last week, we discussed the Arab American Christian community and their importance to the general Arab communities. Today, we're going to discuss Arab American Muslims and the discrimination and stereotypes Muslims face in the US, why they face them, and how Arab Muslims can defeat or overlook the discrimination and stereotypes. I would also like to be transparent with all of you, let you guys know that I am Muslim and that I do my best to remove any bias from all the topics I speak on. Arab American Muslims, just like other religions, also have an immensely beautiful meaning behind it. And the religion holds so much importance to its believers and to its history in the Middle East and in North Africa. However, Islam has wrongfully been given a bad name and that's mainly because of the people who think they represent this beautiful religion. And that has led to a lot of social issues against Arab American Muslims in the US, especially after the events that occurred at 9-11. Some of the first Muslims to arrive to the United States were not actually Arab. It was during the slavery era in the United States. Arab Muslims didn't begin to immigrate to the United States in small numbers until maybe between 1890s to the 1920s, uh, just about when the large immigration wave of Arab Christians began to come. And just how we discussed that Arab Christians who immigrated to the U.S. in the beginning were typically from Syria and Lebanon, it was actually the same for Arab Muslims. The majority came from Syria and Lebanon. But in 1924, the U.S. Congress passed the National Origins Act, which restricted immigration from Asia and predominantly Muslim nations, which put a hold on the immigration of Muslims. But the Arab Muslims and the African-American Muslims that had already arrived and grew generation after generation, they began to play a more active role in society and politics during the mid to late 20th century. The Arab American Muslim community, especially Muslim women who wear the hijab, faced discrimination prior to 9-11 because of the turmoil that occurred in the Middle East throughout the 20th century. Post 9-11 marked a completely new era of racism against Arab Muslims in the United States. And there was a spike in attacks against the Islamic communities in the U.S. with the burning of mosques, vandalism and destruction, uh, death threats. According to FBI reports, hate crimes actually rose 1,600% in the U.S., which makes it the highest number of hate crimes in the nation. The Pew Research Center found that most Americans had favorable views of Arab American Muslims, but it was that last roughly 40% that were taking offensive initiatives against the Muslim communities here, and that, that was what the problem was. From personal experiences, when I first moved to the States and began my middle school years, I attended a predominantly white and African-American school, and I was literally the only Arab and Muslim kid in the entire school. In 2012, my school had a shooting threat, and the school basically shut down on Code Red. Everyone was going home, but honestly, I didn't really think much of it. But when I got to school and I sat down in my very first period of the day, maybe 30 minutes in, I was called up to the main office and was sat down at a table with a, with a principal, an administrator, and maybe three or four police officers. They asked me why I walked into the bathroom where they saw the shooting threat was written on the wall. All I could think to myself was, I know I wasn't the first person to walk into this bathroom, and I know a hundred other students went to that bathroom, so why was I the very first person they called to the office? I mean, I was the only Arab Muslim kid in the, in the school, so I was almost sure that it couldn't have just been a coincidence. 
even throughout my middle school years, I had comments thrown at me by other students, some saying that, oh, Osama bin Laden was my uncle, or watch out guys, Amro probably has a bomb in his shoe, you know, things of that sort. A few days ago, I added a poll on my Instagram page, asking some of my followers to take part in answering the question of how many of my Muslim followers have been discriminated against because of their religion. Out of the 18 people that took part in it, 14 of them said that they have been discriminated against because they are Muslim. Some of my friends have personally said that some of their family members tried to avoid wearing the hijab in the U.S. or practice Islam in public in the U.S. because they fear what might happen to them if they do. And many Arab American Muslim families feel as if they need to tiptoe around certain situations because they don't know where they stand with the American society. As the years passed after 9-11, the percentage of hate crimes against Muslims dropped, but then rose again during the Donald Trump presidency. As a side note, what I found particularly interesting is that Thomas Jefferson actually owned a copy of the Quran because of his fascination of other religions while he was a student and actually advocated for religious freedom. I think in recent years, the hostility against Muslims is more of questioning their faith rather than acting against them like before. People seem to be uneducated about the Islamic faith, and rather than seeing it as a peaceful religion, they would much rather question it than discuss it. Even during the Obama years, Islam was used as a political weapon to use against President Obama to ruin his campaigns and presidency despite him being Christian. Trump, during his campaign, would say that the Arab Muslim population of New Jersey was cheering when the Twin Towers came down and also said that Islam hates us, I assume us as in the United States and Americans. But what a lot of people don't know is that the largest minority group in the U.S. Army are Arab Muslims who also went to Afghanistan during the years of war. And there's a lot of Muslims that get involved in politics. Defeating years of built-up stereotypes and hatred against the Arab American Muslim community is hard. I mean, think about it. It would take years, decades, to show people the truth, and even then, some may never be open to learning that the religion is truly beautiful and peaceful, and that the people who practice it are devoted to its teachings and its history. With Ilhan Omar and Rashid Talib giving a platform for many Arab American Muslims, and representing that one of the best ways to defeat the hatred and stereotypes is through political representation. I see that this concept to capture the attention of thousands and millions of people you know, throughout the country. I mean, it was a big deal when we saw the, the, the first two Muslim-born women join Congress. Political platforms allow for a larger audience and show that although we are a part of a minority group, we have integrated within this nation and are committed to making it the best we can, just like everyone else. Another way many Arab Muslims in the U.S. have been able to create a positive social platform is through nonprofit organizations, which are which some are teach or to teach and educate Islam, or you know some perform social services to help communities. Uh, many Arabs have also joined together to protest the threat against the Islamic religion and to raise awareness of Muslim hate crimes and to show people that Islam is not represented through the acts of some individuals, but represented through its actual meaning to many others. Thank you all for tuning in for this week's episode. This is Amr Warayat, and you're listening to The Arab American. I would also like to ask all of my listeners, as usual, to please leave a review and please post any comments on what you would like to hear in future episodes. Also, for daily engagement and teasers on future episodes, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you all so much.